What's up, TMZ? How'd you find me, bro? I got my disguise on. What's up, man? TMZ Sports. Welcome to TMZ Sports. I'm Mike Babcock. My guy, as always, Mojo, Butati, Mojo. We're going to start where we started uh, a lot the last two weeks. Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg. Look, the fight not yet made, but Elon Musk continues to train to kick the meta CEO's ass. So Elon linked up with some of his jiu-jitsu buddies. Look at this mojo. So of course you've got on the right, you've got Elon Musk. The guy to his right is of course George St. Pierre. If GSP is not the best fighter ever, then he's one of the two or three best MMA fighters of all time. Mojo, of course, uh, next to GSP is Lex Friedman, the uh, popular podcaster, but also guy who is uh, a jiu-jitsu black belt. And then the bald man on the end may be arguably the greatest jiu-jitsu mind uh, currently out there, John Danaher uh, from the uh, Danaher Death Squad. And all of the guys, four of them, Mojo, got together and they were training. Again, this is all in anticipation for what would be arguably the biggest fight of all time. And if you're going to learn jiu-jitsu, not a few bad guys to learn from. Yeah, right, bro. He got the absolute dream team <laughs> together. I mean, he went out and he got the very best, not currently, but ever yep. in MMA. And as he should, because like you said, this will be the biggest fight of all time. I mean, this is a big deal. And I feel like this whole thing just got started. What feels like just yesterday started with a tweet, a little bit of uh, Twitter Twitter fingers going to war here, and then all of a sudden <laughs> now they are in-person training. And, I mean, that's taking it seriously right there. I mean, for to be in-person and start training that quickly, these guys are wasting no time. They're taking this seriously, and they know what's on the line here. And I absolutely love that. And the thing that I can't get over that, that sticks out to me the most in this picture is Elon's size. I mean, look mm -hmm. at these four guys. I Great mean, point. They're not slouches, bro, and Elon is towering over them. Of course, that's what everyone's saying right now. Zuckerberg, he has training, but Elon, yep. way bigger than Zuckerberg. To train fighter size certainly does not mean everything, especially if you're talking about essentially a guy off the street. But but my goodness, man, he, he might be able to just steamroll him a little bit with just off of size alone. Uh, yeah, Mojo, I think that's a great point. GSP is listed at five foot ten, and Elon is significantly bigger than him, and he's every bit of 6'2", 6'3". And let's be honest, if you've got a trained fighter who is smaller against somebody who is untrained and is bigger, I'll take the guy who's trained any day. But if you have two people who are around equal skill set, Size does play a big factor then. There's a reason why there are weight classes in boxing and in MMA. And yeah, I think you, all you've got to do is look at that photo and see how big of a man that Elon Musk is. These are the things that are currently being negotiated. They are having conversations. And at the end of the day, it might come down to, and look, not might, it, it will come down to Mark having to be okay and signing off on giving up some sort of weight advantage to Elon Musk. It's just a matter of does Elon Musk end up going on a diet and losing a few pounds and then ultimately fighting as a little bit smaller of Elon Musk than he is now. That's something that's going to have to be, be determined. But again, we've told you this. These guys are all talking. Dana White sort of in the middle of this. Elon Musk, Mark Zuckerberg, they're negotiating, and Elon... Training. 
All right, Mojo, moving on to Marcus Jordan and Larsa Pippen. Look, we know now they are dating. It's undeniable. They have a podcast together. The question, though, Mojo, has always been, what does Michael Jordan think about his son, who is 32 years old, dating his former teammate and rival, Scottie Pippen's ex-wife, right? Larsa and Marcus have both said, yeah, everybody's happy, everyone's cool, nobody has an issue with this. Well, that is apparently going to be news to Michael Jordan, was uh, in Paris, was in France, and was leaving a restaurant, and he was asked, do you approve of Marcus and Larsa's relationship? And Michael Jordan, oftentimes not somebody to actually talk, but I, I think his answer here, it spoke volumes. Watch this. Hey, Mr. Jordan, what do you think about Marcus and Larsa Pippen together? You approve of it? No. You don't approve? Do you think he's going to ask her to marry him? Mojo, he doesn't really talk much. No, I was shocked that Michael answered that question the way he did. He didn't need to talk much, Babcock. <laughs> That's all he had to say. One word. No. Almost with a laugh. Like, at this point, it's just comical. Like, this is just such a nightmare of a situation yeah. for him and Scotty that you yeah. can only laugh about it at this point. Yeah, I love true. that. I mean, look, anytime you talk to the four of these people, even with all their accolades and everything, that's probably going to be your number one question for them. I mean, Michael Jordan not talking about his career, his sneaker line, selling a team recently and making hundreds of millions of dollars. It's, no, you're asking him about his son's dating yeah. life to the former wife of his former teammate. So, it's yeah, because, you know what, probably... I think it's made, for lack of a better term, it's, it's just juicier because Michael and Scotty don't have a good relationship. They don't see eye to eye. Things have only gotten worse over the years. So to think of Michael's son dating his ex, it's, it's so messy. You couldn't even make this up if you tried. And they had nothing to do with it, but it's almost no. reigniting their rivalry very passive, Great point. aggressively, you know, just kind of stirring things up, building back that resentment that you were trying to put to bed, and here is that situation again. So, of course, neither of them want this relationship to happen. There's a lot of men and women on the planet. Very unfortunate for those two <laughs> that these two found their way to one another, but at the end of the day, you're going to date who you want to date. Your parents right. don't have to necessarily approve. Certainly not. No, your especially exes, not when you're almost I, I 50. And, <laughs> right. You know what? It's funny because they have, of course, like you said, Mojo, they've been asked about this in the past. Marcus and Larsa both have. They've done t television show appearances where they've directly been asked, you know, hey, does everyone approve? How does Michael, how does Scotty feel about this? Um, here is Larsa when she was recently on Tamron Hall show and then an ET appearance as well. Watch this. It's normal for people to ask, how did his mom respond? How did his They're dad fine. Respond? Everyone's fine. They're I, cool with it. Yeah, everyone. I think like... When you're an adult, I think your parents just want to see you happy. You know, my parents want to see me happy. His parents want to see him happy. So you have their blessing. Yeah, I feel like we're great, yeah. Have you now officially met the Jordans? And what's the review from your side of the family? Yeah, we spent, we spent Thanksgiving together uh, last year. And, you know, my family loves her. They think she's great. And ultimately, I think my family just wants to see me happy. And so as long as I'm happy, they're happy with, you know, whoever I'm dating.
That's the old, we'll support you no matter what decision you make. And they secretly hate it behind closed doors. Nobody Next was Thanksgiving buying that, Babcock. We weren't buying that no. when they said that. No. They couldn't possibly Although, have Although, I'll that be deal. honest, I thought there was a chance that Michael liked it and Scotty hated it. We now know that. Scotty probably hates it and so does Michael. Joe, Conor McGregor, his team is not having any luck on the Ultimate Fighter. They dropped to 0 and 6 on oh. Tuesday night. Uh, of course, Conor's not the guy actually fighting, but he is the coach and he is the captain of the team. He is coaching against Michael Chandler, of course, his rival, and these two guys are supposed to fight in a few months, though. Mojo, last night, after Conor's guy took his L and he was winning this fight for most of the fight, the Conor and Michael Chandler fight nearly came a whole lot sooner. Watch this. Stacking them up, baby. Not against me and not Michael, yeah? Some of these kids are in the UFC before you're in the UFC. So don't be start trying to say, yeah, this and that. As long as you show up for them, maybe if you showed up for them, break your nose, you little fool. Come on, dude. Yeah, what? What? I'll take your little take your Let's go, baby. Conor McGregor grabbed my face and pushed me. I'm ready to fight right there if, if it goes down. <laughs> Come on, get out of here, you two. Hey, we're gonna keep stacking them up, baby. Oh, oh, we're gonna keep stacking them up. Show up for my team. I'm happy I got in because they were trying to they were trying to filter this thing about the weigh-ins, right? I'm sorry, you guys are on that team. I would have been there for you. I would have been there for you. Chandler's trying to pick at that like I wasn't being involved. I'm setting it up. It's me who set it up, first of all. It's not like I just left them to their own devices. It's actually quite the opposite. They were left amongst the best. <laughs> you did see Dana, who was in a full-blown sprint to get in that octagon to make sure that they did not fight for free because you've got to charge 80 bucks for that and a lot of people are going to buy that fight for yeah, you. Absolutely. Dana ran the fastest 40 he's ever ran in his entire <laughs> life trying, trying to get up there to break that one up. And as he should, brother, that was not a shove to the face placing his hand and, and no. just mushing him. No, Bro, that was a palm strike to the yeah, face. Hard. That was aggressive. That was... That was in there. That is serious disrespect. Yeah. I mean, obviously, when we're watching the ultimate fighter, the coaches are going to fight in the end. Halfway yeah. through the season, they're going to start building tension. Yep. It's not going to be camaraderie and everyone playing nice. There's a fight to sell, and tensions are going to rise from all the fights. Uh, this one was in there, though, man. That Again, a palm strike to the face. That was pretty rough, and I'm surprised that they were able to kind of keep control after that. When someone mushes you in your grill like that, fighter or not, it's hard not to just have a hair trigger and take off after. Oh, that's a great point, Mojo. I, I could see a lot of fighters, and I think Dana's lucky, and the UFC's lucky that Michael Chandler is, he can be feisty, but he's also a smart guy. I think he's a, he's a company man, and I say that in the best possible way, in that uh, he wasn't going to get into a brawl with Conor McGregor in that octagon. I, I will also say this, the, the big tattooed guy with the black hat, that's Ryan Bader, who was a UFC fighter at one point. He is with Bellator now. He was Bellator's heavyweight and light heavyweight champion, and he's a big, strong dude. And uh, with respect to Conor McGregor and, you know, the, the skinny coach there, they're lucky that Michael Chandler and Ryan Bader didn't fight Conor and his fellow coach because that would have probably ended very poorly for Team McGregor.
at the end of the day, I hope these guys ultimately fight Mojo because you're right. I think there's a lot of juice that has been built up and built up and built up and there is real tension between Connor and Michael right now and I do hope that it actually does pay off in the octagon. If you're shopping while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast, then you know and love the thrill of the hunt. But are you getting the thrill of the best deals? Rakuten shoppers do. They get the brands they love with the most savings and cash back, and you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Adidas, Macy's, or Levi's. And you can even stack sales on top of cash back. It's easy to use, and you get your cash back through PayPal or check. The idea is simple. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers, and Rakuten shares that money with you as cash back. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal, or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's Rakuten, R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Welcome back to TMZ Sports, Mike and Mojo. Mojo, if you thought having LeBron James and Shaquille O'Neal as your dad meant you could do anything in L.A., get in anywhere, you are wrong because Bronny James and Sharif O'Neal, the sons of the two Hall of Famer and future Hall of Famer in Bronze case, were actually turned away from one of the hottest nightclubs in all of Los Angeles. So get this. So Sharif O'Neal, 23 years old, and Bronny James, 18, were uh, at the West Hollywood Club Poppy Sweetie, who is one of the biggest stars uh, in the entire musical world. She was celebrating her 30th birthday party, so big deal for Sweetie. They tried to get in, but ultimately you had to be 21 years old to get into the club. So, and I'm interested to hear your take here, Mojo. Sharif, being the good friend that he was, he's 23. He presumably could have gotten in. But Bronny, again, 18, not old enough. You've got to go, Bronny. And both guys left together, Mojo. I, I don't know. If I was Sharif, I might have stayed inside the club and said, I'll see you later, buddy. <laughs> Before I get to that, I just got to say one thing, Babcock, and that is rejected. Get out of here, buddy. Is there anything more humiliating? Then going no. to the front of the line thinking you are VIP yeah. and getting the boot tossed out of here, sent back home with everyone in line laughing at you. This is way more humiliating than getting dunked on, yeah. an air ball getting stuffed at the rim. This is way worse than all of those things combined. But honestly, I'm going to say here, Babcock, Probably a good thing being underage. You have no business being in that club. Only bad things can happen there. Yes, you're going to college, but you really haven't achieved or accomplished that much yet. You just have the potential right. of achieving these things. So True. don't go get mixed up in the clubs and chasing the girls and being around the alcohol and ending up in the news and making all these mistakes that are not going to enable you to become half the player that your dad was, this was a blessing in disguise for one of these two men. <laughs> not, <laughs> not so much for Sharif. That sucks for him. 23 years old, of age, was probably willing to roll the dice that, you know, LeBron's kid would right. actually be able to enter the club. Right. They're so, not going to stop Bronny James. Yeah, I mean, that's what you would think. First of all, they need to give these bouncers a raise. Those guys get no credit ever, and they probably just saved the entire life of that establishment. Right. 
that gets busted, they go down in flames, and it's all because that one bouncer. Right. So give that guy a raise first and foremost. But Sharif, I don't know. Does he go in without Bronny? Does he go back? I will say, Babcock, he did take that risk of thinking he could get his underage buddy in. So his hands aren't totally clean here, right. I'll say that. So you've got, right. And, and because that's the case, Mojo, you can't leave him. You've got to both leave together. So good move. Sharif, good friend. Mojo, it's time for We Love It. Lots of love in the sports world. Uh, we're going to start with WWE superstar Logan Paul. It's still a little strange to say that, uh, but uh, yeah. Logan Paul Mojo, who is uh, in the middle of this very romantic vacation with his supermodel girlfriend, Nina Agdal, who I guess now we're going to have to refer to as his fiance because Logan popped the question. Mojo, of course, Nina said yes. So there she is, absolutely beautiful. Uh, they've been dating uh, for some time now. They're basically inseparable, gorgeous couple. And yeah, Mojo, he, he popped the question and she said yes. They were then seen the next day uh, on a boat. Uh, they were actually kissing. Obviously, they are uh, incredibly happy. And Logan Paul, Nina Agdal, who I remember when they first started dating, a lot of people said, this is not even true. I don't even think this is a real relationship. Now they are engaged to be married, Mojo. We love love here on TMZ love Sports. We, we love <laughs> to cover it. We're very happy for them. Logan Paul having a big week. Of course, congratulations mm. to both members of, of this couple. But Logan going straight from the money in the bank pay-per-view right here to their little engagement soiree, I suppose. Yep. And obviously he probably enjoyed one of these two things more, <laughs> more than the other because one doesn't involve you losing a match where you got beaten with actual ladders and falling off of things. And right. What, one of those things probably felt way better than the other. Yeah, but I would guess. Like, I would guess. <laughs> I would guess yeah. so. We'd a have to confirm with him, but. Safe to say. <laughs> a huge congratulations to that happy couple. Well, Mojo, after you get engaged, now you've obviously got to plan a wedding. Uh, so they will get to that. Logan and Nina will. Uh, there was a wedding, though, that went down over the weekend. Jordan Mailata. Now, uh, he's a lineman for the Philadelphia Eagles. He is a stud player. He also has the voice of an angel. This man can sing. We've heard it before. He's been on The Masked Singer. He's been on other shows. He is just absolutely incredible. And what he did at his own wedding, I thought was amazing. He actually grabbed the mic mojo and sang for his now wife's father-daughter dance. And I'll tell you what, Stevie Wonder would be proud. Boy, I'm so happy. We have been Thought that was really cool my goodness our guys got pipes here man just just tearing it up performing at his own wedding you gotta love when you see that though babcock i'm gonna be just a little bit of a hater here man like maybe the singing wasn't placed in the right spot because no one's looking at the, the newlywed and her dad anymore they're looking up there at him right. stealing stealing your wife's thunder bro i would be i would caution you doing this in the future All right, 
Mojo. We are just about out of time. We've got a good one tomorrow, though. Uh, we're going to be joined by none other than Jorge Masvidal. We know that Elon, he's got the uh, jiu-jitsu under control. But Mojo, one of the best strikers ever, Jorge Masvidal, says that he actually wants to help train Elon Musk in the striking department. So just another massive MMA star who is looking to play a part in, again, what would be one of the biggest fights, if not the biggest fight of all time. We're going to hear from Gamebred tomorrow, Mojo. That's going to be pretty great. Having Jorge on to train the richest man in the world in what will be the biggest fight of all time will absolutely make tomorrow the best show 